our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans. Welcome to our Louisiana Eats podcast series, Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. Hi, my name is Sally Asher, and I am the writer of The Mermaids of New Orleans. I'm Melissa Vandiver, and I illustrated The Mermaids of New Orleans. In New Orleans, you're pretty much guaranteed to find all manner of magical and mythical creatures in our midst, most of all on Mardi Gras Day. So I wasn't at all surprised when acclaimed author Sally Asher and illustrator Melissa Vandiver introduced me to our local community of aquatic nymphs who are getting ready to make themselves known this carnival season. Sally, let's start at the beginning. How and when did you first become aware that there were mermaids in New Orleans? A couple years ago, I learned about the underwater mermaid culture that happened in New Orleans. And as I was thinking about it, I realized just as people are different from all over the cities they live, and each city has different food and culture and traditions, if they're lucky, uh, why wouldn't the mermaids do the same? All mermaids aren't alike. And we're certainly surrounded by water here. And some of those waters, the big, mighty Mississippi, it sure is a conduit to every place in the universe. Tell me about those mermaids in the Mississippi River. Well, the ones that I wrote about in the Mississippi River prefer New Orleans over all the other ports and cities. And that's where they want to be because of the music, which is bass band music. And bass the, band. Yes, they dance those to the big music. Mouth, big mouth bass? Yes. They dance to the music of their local bass bands. Do you think that bass bands, bass, make particularly good jazz musicians because of their great big mouths? And their fins. <gasps> of course, the bass bands. And, and who else? Who else do they love on land? Well, they love Big Frida. <laughs> they love Big Frida. They have a lot of local icons that they love and admire, uh, such as Chris Owens and Peggy Scott Laborde and Margaret Orr and Leah Chase and, of course, Poppy Tooker. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to say, Sally Asher, this was one of the greatest honors of my entire life. Sally, you made me and my buddy Leah Chase into mermaids. Tell everybody about my personal appearance in the book. Well, mermaids live in trident houses, which are designed if you throw a trident from one end of the house to the other, none of the prongs break, much like shotgun houses. And Leah Chase and Poppy Tooker are hanging out on the front stoop, just chatting as the neighbors go by. The mermaids swim by. They decorate. The children mermaids playing in the street, just hanging out with your friend, enjoying the afternoon. Well, I think an important part of the story that everybody needs to understand is that the reason you see the mermaids on land in the city, how do mermaids come on land? You know, Sally, usually they and their fins are in the water. Well, all mermaids across the world are typically allowed on land one day a year. And so New Orleans mermaids, of course, choose the best day of the year, which is Mardi Gras Day. Of course they do. But in some ways, it'd be much more harder to pick them out of the crowd because of all the sparkles and the costume and the glitter. Absolutely. But mermaids fit in very, very well and enjoy all the festivities of the day. 
All right. At this point, I just have to say we have woven a fantastical tale, but I cannot imagine you know, having someone hand me this fantastical little story and say, draw me a picture of this. Melissa, how in the world did you do this? Well, I really wanted to. So, <laughs> so I was really excited. So that helped. Um, as soon as Sally, when Sally and I first talked about it, I was like on a high for like two days. Like, oh, I really want, I really want to do this. Um, but I've just been drawing and painting my whole life. So telling somebody, somebody telling me, draw this, paint this is, is just normal for me. And, it, and then somebody telling me, draw this or paint this very quickly by when I need it, how I want it, is also something I'm used to. So. Well, but Melissa, I don't know. Have Have you had much experience with portraiture in the past? Because that seems to be an extra challenge. It's not just, please illustrate this imaginative thing I've dreamt up, but also please make it look like Poppy Tooker. <laughs> Um, that definitely is a challenge. If I was just making generic mermaids, that would be one thing. But almost every single face <laughs> you see in the book is is a real person who exists. So um, you can, <laughs> if you were watching me paint, you can see me having pictures of people on my phone while I'm sitting there doing their little faces. Um, but I've been doing human portraits my whole life. It's my first love. Um, and I don't get enough of a chance to do them that often. People don't buy portraits like they did in the old days before photographs. So it was kind of exciting to actually get back into humans because normally I'm painting people's pets. Oh, so. oh, that's a good gig too. It is. Because they're fun. so adorable. Yeah. And it makes everybody happy. One of the fabulous things about the book, the concept is great. And it's so much fun. And it's something that I loved because children and adults will all thrill by it. And some of that adult thrill are the itsy-bitsy, crazy little details that Sally made you paint into these pictures. Now, what were some of her craziest details? Um, I think some of the the ones that I viewed as the craziest, um, and I mean this with lots of love, uh, is... Uh, <laughs> Are the like names of cookbooks in the background of a scene? <laughs> I knew that was coming, <laughs> and I had to um I had to paint those with brushes that I reserved to paint nail art on my fingernails because they were so small. <laughs> oh, now, Sally, whose cookbooks were really needed? Poppy Tookers, oh, of course. Oh my goodness, Sally! Oh my goodness! It was great though. I uh I got three cookbooks. Sometimes she did tell me no. Sometimes she would just say, stop, Sally. And I was like, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this. Um, but if Melissa could do it, she did it. And she did a, she did a great job. She did. What, what was it like when the th- – because th- you're a photographer. You are – you're an author, but you're usual. You've been on Louisiana Eats before because what was that lovely book that I love so much you wrote? Stories from the St. Louis Cemeteries of New Orleans. Exactly. I'll, you know, I love Halloween, and that Halloween cemetery tour was just a hoot. So you do everything, but if you want a picture of something, you snap a picture. What was it like to say, I'm dreaming up this, and then have it presented to you in full color? Before it happened, I was very scared, 
and nervous because you're you have a vision and as a writer working with an artist you're dependent on what they can do what they want to do how they want to do it and working with Melissa was an absolute dream after about the second or third painting she did I stopped stressing and then the poor thing I just started <laughs> just unloading every single mermaid in the book had their own individual Dropbox folder with multiple pictures and details and notes from their hair color and and their fin color. And some would be very broad details and others would be very specific details like, uh, I want these names on the cookbooks on the back shelf of this of a, of a scene. And uh, I wrote actually out an entire song do you know what it means to swim New Orleans? To swim New Orleans. <laughs> and one of the mermaids, Trixie, writing them down, and Melissa said no. <laughs> and so I got the I got the opening verse. Oh. So I was able I was able to get that. And when she said something was impossible, I knew she I knew she meant it. Yes. And she you wanted, knew no meant no. No Good means job, no. Melissa. <laughs> and she wanted, you know, we both had a vision of we wanted it to be fantastic, and we we were both working from a, a, a you know a same spot in our heart. Yeah, that we wanted it to be good, we wanted it to uh, delight children, and we wanted to make adults chuckle and laugh. We wanted those inside jokes that only a New Orleanian or only an adult would get. But we wanted the kids to also just look at it and be in awe. So we had the same vision, and she was just spectacular well, to work with. I got to experience some of the reaction because I was so fortunate to also have the Manali's book come out right, right around the same time that your book did. So we sat together at some events where we were signing and selling books. And when you go out, girl, your, your mermaid get up is pretty serious. Melissa and I go all the way. When we do when we do signings, we go as mermaids, which Help. does open up a lot of questions from little kids. And you also offer to help turn little kids into mermaids on the spot. You do a little face painting. Electric Cosmetics has this which is a local company, has the most amazing glitter. I was touching up my glitter when I saw a little girl longingly look at my glitter. Oh. And I said, would you like me? Is it okay with your parents? Would you like me to, to put some on you? And she said yes. And from then on, I would always have three to four little pots of glitter whenever I do a signing so I can mermaidize any boy, girl, adult that would like to. Melissa, what are some of the reactions that you have observed just sitting there joining in the mermaid fun? Well, my mermaid hair is really huge. So <laughs> smaller kids just stare at me with their eyes really wide open and their mouths hanging open, which I think I experienced the most when we were at the aquarium. <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of staring going on. But a lot of stopping and mouth open staring, not moving staring. Yeah, that kind of staring. Because y'all are so beautiful with your <laughs> tails and everything. Every bit of you is just perfect. There, I'm telling you, visuals on the radio, not so good. But y'all <laughs> are something to see. Um, also, you've had some reactions from some people in the book. You heard from Big Frida. 
Yes, we were. My friend Jennifer and I have made it a mission to have everyone who's featured in the Mermaid book autograph their their picture. And some are a little bit more difficult to obtain than others. And Big Frida was doing a wine signing of her new rosé at uh, a wine store. And so (laughs) Jennifer and I bought a bottle and stood in line. And I don't think – I had gotten permission from uh, her representatives, but I don't know if she knew anything about it. I don't know if they told her. Uh And so I was a little nervous. I didn't know if she knew. And Jennifer went up and said, will you sign this? She took the opening hit for me. Will you, will you sign here? And she seemed kind of surprised. And then I said, admit it. Well, I, I, I wrote the book. And she was absolutely thrilled and gave her a copy of it and, and loved it. And then someone on Instagram who does uh, basically takes pictures of her daughter reading the books, different children's books. Oh. Very sweet. And then writes reviews of them, what she thought and what she liked or didn't like. And shot this amazing picture of her daughter with her mouth open, similar to the expressions that Melissa and I see at signings, that says, the moment you see Big Frida as a character in your mermaid book. And it was was just, it was lovely. Well, congratulations. And I am so tickled to know that there's other mermaids, perhaps, who we will find between some pages one day. We are working on some other mermaid projects. We're oh. very excited. Oh, I can't wait. More mermaids. Much more mermaids. That's what I have to say. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And um, I'll be looking for mermaids this Mardi Gras day. I've seen some mermaid costumes. But this year, I'm going to find the real thing. Thank you for helping with that. Thank you. Thank you. That was Sally Asher and Melissa Vandiver. Their new book is The Mermaids of New Orleans. The Mermaids of New Orleans is available everywhere children's books are sold. If you enjoyed this Louisiana Eats Quick Bite, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss a delicious upcoming serving of Louisiana Eats. Visit poppytooker.com for lots more recipes and delicious food ideas, too. And... For autographed copies of my new book, The Pascal's Manali Cookbook. All of my other books are available there as well. Louisiana Eats original theme music composed by David Pomerlo and performed by Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes. Thanks to Reggie Morris, who engineered, and Sarah Holtz, who produced this podcast. And of course, Maddie Mulladew, our social media maven. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, too. This Louisiana Eats Quick Bite was produced by Poppy Tooker Broadcasting. 